Hey, Pop-Off fans, while this episode has a lot less naughty language than our normal episodes, there still might be the occasional curse word, so listener discretion is advised. Also, yes, we know we forgot Christmas Vacation and Elf, so sorry, but you can still email us if you'd like. Um, also, go to trekoffpodcast.com and check out our sister podcast, The Trek Off Podcast. Okay, enjoy Pop-Off. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to Welcome to Pop Off. My name is Justin. And I'm RJ. And today we're taking a break from our Star Wars retrospective, but go back and listen to those to uh, talk about Christmas movies. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone, from Pop Off. Um, So today we are going to uh, talk about, we were going to do top five, but we kept doubling on each other. So we're going to do our top four of each of us favorite Christmas films. Um, which is going to be eight films that we talk about, and then three of our like favorite alternative, not quite Christmassy films, and we'll probably mention some others along the way. Yeah. So, um, so we're just going to start. What is what would you call your fourth favorite? We'll we'll do sort of backwards. Your fourth right, favorite right. of the Christmas movies that you now. Let's be clear. We both took stuff off our list, so the other person can have it on theirs. Right, so, so it might be a little wacky. Yeah, so so there are things that you'll go, why isn't it on your list that clearly might be on both? But right. but here, your fourth favorite of the four. The fourth favorite of the four I wrote down, I'm going to start with A Christmas Story. Okay, give us the basic plot of A Christmas Story, please. All right, so imagine the perfect film to portray uh, that Christmassy feeling when you're a young kid and there's a lot of greed involved. We talk about uh, little Ralphie um, and he really wants this Red Ryder BB gun. And hopefully a lot of you have seen it um, because it's a brilliant movie. But he wants this Red Ryder BB gun and it seems that all of the adults and all of the bullies and kids are conspiring to make it so that he can't get that Red Ryder BB gun. Is that anything like conspiring? Yeah. What did I say? Conspiring. Conspiring. (laughs) In spirit of Christmasing. Oh, the eggnog's getting you already. <laughs> the low-fat, non-alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I, hopefully, you guys have seen it. I think that I think Christmas Story is actually a very dark look at Christmas. Oh, it's it very is, cynical. It's it's cynical. It's it's uh, it's not very friendly toward Christmas. It does not consider Christmas to be nice. It, Christmas is stressful. And they, 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 they step back and they go, there are a couple of little Hallmark moments, but mostly it's... It's kind of taking the magic out of a lot of these kind yeah. of magical traditions, but it's... It's got a different magic all its own at the same right. time. Right, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Um, and I think what it comes down to is Christmas is magical for grown-ups. Christmas is, is completely opportunistic for children. Mm-hmm. Magical for grown-ups. Right. Who remember being children and that it was magic, but that's because toys showed up magically for you. (laughs) Um, uh, So, so yeah, I think that Christmas story belongs on the list. Um, For me, my fourth favorite uh, is, is actually two movies um, that I'm lumping together is white Christmas and holiday Inn. Okay. Um, They're both Bing Crosby. Mm -hmm. Bing Crosby sings white Christmas in both of them. He first sang it in holiday Inn, and then they made a movie with uh, uh, made a movie called white Christmas as well. Um, and they are your basic, it takes place during Christmas time and, and, you know, almost, almost like a bedroom farce, like, like just sort of, you know, people not getting along and, and, and Christmassy things happening all around as they, you know, sort of have, it's like a 1940s comedies are both of them with singing and dancing. And because of the music and just because of the fact that my mom played them every year mm-hmm. um i i enjoy when they are on i enjoy that they're on i don't think that i would put them on myself but it's it's not christmas for me if i if one of those movies doesn't pop up right time to time are you a fan of either one of those yeah i actually i am um i also want to th- take this opportunity and to, i think holiday inn is the better of the two the but, better of the two it's i have to i'll have to rewatch them because they were kind of something i watched in my childhood and it's been a while um, but also something we should point out that I think something is th- that's going to be common with all of these movies is, um, that I don't know about you, but I watch Christmas movies to try to recreate that, uh, childlike wonder during this time of year. It's hard to latch back onto. And maybe you've rediscovered it cause you have two kids of your own now and you can kind of see how they enjoy it. But for me, I'm somewhere stuck in the middle and have to latch onto anything I can to try to 
recreate that excitement this time of year. Of course, on the other hand, I now, you know, I was a greedy kid at Christmas time. Um, like, especially once I wasn't as young as my son is now being like as like he still isn't focused enough but i like by the time i was probably 12 i identified by october which toy i absolutely wanted to have i was ralphie um (laughs) and it was all about scheming to get that toy even like down to like my birthday when i was 18 i was like i want a four track audio recorder because that's you could didn't have computers at the time to record on and then that's what i wanted because nobody had that and i could make my own music that way so like that that's that's what i wanted and yeah. i have to admit there's i've even started a campaign here i am i have a pretty good job i make pretty good money um uh i mean i'm not rich or anything but i can i can get the little things that i want to get um and you know there is something i want for christmas it's only like 90 dollars. i think like whatever the star wars blu-rays are like, mm-hmm. that's what i want and even though i could go get it myself i have started a campaign <laughs> with my wife who has a joint checking account with me by the way <laughs> i she would still be spending our money that I want to receive it. I want to open up a gift and inside the present. I don't know why that is. It's bizarre. <laughs> I'm working so much harder than I need to work. You could literally go to the store right now. And, and it's not like I'm saving money by getting her to do it. Because right. <laughs> it's spending. Like, it comes from the same pool of money. Mm-hmm. But I want to open a present and have the Star <laughs> Wars movies be inside. Um so so yeah so I I think that that having kids I've noticed my son has already started he like he what's frustrating is he had all these things that he wanted and I got him some of those things and then recently he said I want this and I said well what about these other things and go no I I I like those but if I'm only get one thing I want this thing (laughs) really. I'm like lying to him. Like, I think that maybe you need to be a little older for that. Yeah. Um, But truth be told, I'm probably going to get it for him just because like when else to spoil your kids? I don't go out and buy him toys a lot. You know, I, I, you know, if you look around at my kids toys, he has a lot of them, but not, he doesn't like have top notch state of the art. You know, it's, this is something he wants. And what's, what's on his list. If you don't mind sharing that with us. Um, well, the new thing is a, um, a remote control car with a camera on the front that, um, yeah, it's a spy car. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what he wants. Where so. do you? Is there like a monitor or something that you can? Yeah, view? It's, the monitor is on the. the oh, but I don't think it awesome. records. There's one that records. It's yeah. more expensive. This is one that you can just sort of see. Yeah. On the monitor. I, I mean, for his age, I mean, that's probably the better yeah. of the two. So well, so so yeah, but it's just frustrating because I already got him. Yeah. I already purchased <laughs> him the other things that he's now saying, "Well, I don't want that anymore." I'm like really, 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 right now. <laughs> So I'm, I'm 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 like, what if Santa, what if Santa already got you this and made it, and the elves already worked so hard on it? Well, they still have time. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> All right, number three for you. Cool. Number three for me. I'm gonna say Simpsons roasting on an open fire, which I, is I've not seen this. Oh, uh, this is actually the first thirty minute or twenty some minute Simpsons. Episode. Oh, oh, this is the Simpsons Christmas special where they get yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I know this. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it wasn't called that at the time. Simpsons <laughs> on, I don't think so. Yeah. On the DVD, it, on the on the video, it just says Simpsons Christmas or something. But the DVD title is Simpsons wow. Roasting on an Open so, Fire. So up to this point, they were just shorts on the Tracy Ullman show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, this is this show. I remember seeing this. I remember seeing this when it came out. Simpsons has been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Simpsons is actually almost lo- as old as me. Yeah, Simpsons is the longest running, like uh, prime like, time. Yeah, prime time show. I think it finally. Yeah. Yeah, it shattered the record, and I and mean, it still can be a little subversive. It's still yeah, it's still occasionally pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I still, I'm still a big uh, Simpsons fan. There's not many of us out there. Um, there's enough of you out there that that it's still going yeah Yeah, that's definitely true it's just so odd because conversationally when i talk to people people are like oh simpsons peaked back at season seven dude i mean like we're on season 23 or something now like how can you say that and so yeah it's a it's a pickle but um yeah so i picked this uh this episode because again it's one of those kind of cynical takes on christmas very realistic take on christmas but you can still find through all that cynicism and all that depression a kind of sweet little story at the end when they get this when they get santa's little helper as a dog and uh for me has one of the best simpsons punchlines ever uh just to run through the plot really quickly um homer in order he doesn't get his christmas bonus and so in order to get money for the holidays he starts uh 
he starts posing as Santa Claus and malls and things like that uh, to get a little extra money coming in. And um, uh, ultimately, it doesn't save up enough. And he and Bart have to go to the dog track. And they bet on a dog named Santa's Little Helper, thinking it's a sign from God. And uh, Santa's Little Helper sucks. And he does not win the race. And he actually gets kicked out. And the nice little happy wrap up at the end is Bart asks Homer if they can keep Santa's little helper, which they do. And that's their that's their the family's Christmas present for that year. And the punchline that always gets me every time is the family's meeting Santa's little helper. And they're so excited to be meeting him and have this new dog. And Bart kind of says is like kind of a whatever, just almost like a little offhand comment. He goes, and the best part is if he runs away, he'll be easy to catch. And I crack up every time <laughs> at that line. Very good. So what's the next on your list, Justin? Um, the animated version of How the Cr- Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, and I'm not going to talk much about that right now because I'm going to jump off and say this. My two least favorite Christmas movies mm-hmm. ever made. Both star Jim Carrey. Oh, no. Don't do this to me, Justin. It is, it is the Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas and the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. I have not seen Christmas Carol, but I genuinely enjoy the live action Grinch. Not as much as the original, but I I, I, I enjoy it. I, I watched it with with my son and tried to enjoy it. And there are things about it that I like, mm-hmm. but it just seems like it's shouting at you. Yeah, I, I will agree with it that. It seems like it's it's that. it's very little of the charm of the book. Mm-hmm. I feel like the book is the best. The animated special is good, very, 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 very good, mm-hmm. and I feel like all of the charm of it is gone, as this movie just screams at you and stre- the entire I, time. Stretches and it out. Uh, to, I'll agree with that. Too. I'm not just saying stretching now. I'm not saying filler. I am saying it just it's loud. Mm. It's just this loud, loud film, and the parts of it that I like are the parts that they recreated from the right, right from, from the, the original, the original. Yeah. Um. What's what's interesting about that movie, and maybe it's just when you try to emulate the style of the original illustrations and the animation from the movie, maybe when you try to translate that to live action, it just inevitably seems too loud and too overwhelming. Well, and, and, and Jim Carrey as the Grinch, I think he's good for that Grinch, mm-hmm. but he's not the Grinch. He, he definitely not. Yeah, I agree. That, that, that is in the book and, yeah. and in the other thing. And, and look, I'm willing to, I'm always willing to give something its own chance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't just want to compare it to what it was, but ultimately right. just it's, it's a movie that seems much more like jingle all the way, which we'll talk about. <laughs> um, it's just sort of loud and in your face, but it's so, it's also so slick. Yeah. That it's, it's hard for me to get into. It's just a movie that, that it's hard, but I would say even more. And I almost want to polar, want to put polar express on this list. Hmm. Um, because it is also a movie that fails to capture any of the much of the charm of the book. Do you think it's just because everyone looks it, so creepy in it? No, I think it's because it's loud. Mm. Again, it's a movie where I read the book. I don't. I don't see the waiters doing a big giant dance right. number. Mm-hmm. I don't see a harrowing journey on the top of the train where you almost get your head cut off by the cave. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, um, and the worst example of both of those is uh jim carrey's uh the disney's christmas carol yeah please fill me in i haven't seen this movie. it's loud mm. um it's brash it's you know it, it's some of it is really good i mean some of it's really good because a christmas carol is really, it's really good. good yeah it's so because it's a christmas carol the part of it that's a christmas carol is good and even you know some of it's very beautiful uh i saw it in 3d the 3d was actually really neat mm. they really did a good job of creating london and it was neat to fly through. I mean, I enjoyed yeah. that stuff. But there's like big giant action scenes. Mm. There's action scenes. And I just go, I don't need, I didn't need yeah. an action scene where, where literally uh, Ebenezer Scrooge is shooting across the moon. Mm. I, so they, they transformerized uh, Christmas it, Carol. Yeah. And th- it's, it's imagine how brash they made Grinch and then take the unneeded filler of yeah. of polar express and how sort of almost dark they made that and 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 sort of put it together yeah. and all of a sudden you've got you know a, a chase scene a chase scene with jim carrey being chased through the sewers of london by a giant rat it's mm. just how is how is he in the movie though how's jim carrey's performance? oh he's fine he does a really good job mm-hmm. and he and he does a number of characters and he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's good mm-hmm. um 
I think I think it ultimately comes down to Robert Zemeckis, who also did Polar Express. Right. Um, uh, so, but I do like I spent more time talking about those. Mm-hmm. But uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a classic. Yeah. Um, and and when it comes on, it just charms the, you know. Have I cursed yet on this one? It's a Christmas one. Have I cursed yet? I don't think so. I think I'll go in and I'll bleep my curses on this one. Oh, so wow. It is. It is. It it's is. a Christmas miracle. Is what it, is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it, it, it is really charming and, and lovely. And I, I kind of enjoy that a lot. So the Grinch. Cool. Um, yeah, I love that one, too. My next one on my list is uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Yeah, um, yeah, and let's be let's be clear. We're not talking about it's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. Right, and then there was something about I I, I want a new puppy for Christmas, which Charlie is, Brown. Yeah, which is which is uh, they're fine. Yeah, I they're have, okay. Yeah, they're fine. but they're not. Yeah, this one is heartbreaking and wonderful. Yeah, um, and the reason I love it is because it's one of those movies that meant something different for me when I grew up. The movie kind of grew up with me. Um, and whereas before as a kid, it was just kind of cute and just fun and Snoopy's fun. Then it was a cartoon that was on at night. Yeah. 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 And you know, Snoopy was funny in it and all this stuff and watching it as an adult, actually specifically watching it in high school when, you know, every high schooler has little fits of unnecessary depression. Some high schoolers have fits of necessary depression. I did not have any fits of necessary depression just the unnecessary kind and i and i had unnecessarily unnecessary depression just not fits of it it just sort of is constant <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear that story you can go over to trek off and and look for the one called being a geek because highly the, recommend yeah, yeah. that was talked a lot about anyway go on. <laughs> and so uh this movie really uh took on a different meaning when i was in high school is to just to see this this um depressing take on uh just not really feeling like your friends are your friends and um, not really being able to get other people on board with your passions. Like he wants to do this play, but everyone's just bastardizing it. Does that count as a bleep? Uh, No, 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 that's fine. Okay. And um, it's just, it's a frustrating movie and it's frustrating for that character. And then at the end, there's there's a nice little acknowledgement, even though it is the tiniest bit of acknowledgement that his friends give him, it means the world to Charlie Brown. And so it's a kind of sweet moment. And also you can't deny the charm of kids delivering their lines like this. Oh, I think, I think that all of it is, is, I, I mean, I think that there's, you know, when I, when I was growing up, you know, I, we, you didn't have, I mean, you did. I, Nickelodeon existed by the time I was like nine or so, uh-huh. but you, I didn't have it. We couldn't afford cable at the time, and 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 so you didn't have cartoons at night, you know. So when these holiday cartoons would happen, yeah, it was like yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My parents have to watch cartoons this with me. Cartoons <laughs> are on again. I don't have to rewatch Happy Days. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and that's why you watched it. Um, but it was always sort of wonderful and it was always sort of sweet. And, and now, um, watching my son enjoy it the way that he does. And also I'm finding myself enjoying it again. Um, it's, there's something captive. There's something mesmerizing about it. Mm -hmm. Like it's on. I just kind of don't want to leave. I don't want to turn away. And when it's over, I'm a little sad. I'm a little like, Oh, it's really short. It's just really short. Yeah, it is. Like 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the the beauty of, uh, probably another reason why you're a little sad at the end is I was re- re- referencing this tiny bit of acknowledgement that Charlie Brown gets. That acknowledgement comes in the form of this line. Uh, Charlie Brown is a blockhead, but he did pick a pretty good tree. <laughs> like, So they don't say, I guess Charlie Brown's okay. They're like, nah, we still don't yeah, like but you Charlie know what? Brown. Yeah, but ultimately it's not whether or not they liked him. Charlie Brown was right. Right, yes. And that's yes, the thing, yes. he was right. And here's the thing, I, I as I digress into Charlie Brown conversation, but <laughs> but um, I always wonder if there's something wrong with me. I never figured out what was wrong with Charlie Brown. He always seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, what, you mean you don't know why everyone hated him? Yeah. I mean, they they never show it. They never show any reason. Yeah, they, <laughs> he never seems to do anything he always just seems to want to do the right thing, not overly so. He's not a zealot. Yeah, he's not like. But a, and he's he's also. I mean, he's sad, but he's usually not sad around other people. He doesn't complain about his life to other people yeah. very frequently. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, of, of anything, I would say the more complaining one is Linus. Yeah, like Linus is more complaining and weird, and yet everybody sort of accepts him. Yeah. Um, 
and they're all complaining weird actually every single one of them are complaining and weird yeah and different for different yeah. reasons yeah um so so it's just interesting i think that charlie brown is hated because lucy says he is yeah um <laughs> that's so sad um so so uh bleep lucy um bleep 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 her bleep bleep her in her bleep because how dare she oh goodness what's next with you uh scrooged oh nice yes oh now this is arguably my favorite wow yeah um what a great movie Mm. um you're looking at me like really no 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 no. i totally this is the issue that the thing i'm struggling with here yeah is i saw this movie as a child really really young yeah and then i have yet to rewatch it i've discussed it with lots of friends who told me what a great movie it is i know right and so I can speak to it and be like, yeah, what a great movie. And when you saw me looking around all weird, I was contemplating whether or not to lie to you like I've done with so many of my <laughs> friends and just be like, yeah, man, I watched it last year. No, you didn't. You, so. you didn't just tell a couple hundred people that you don't like. Uh, sc- yeah. Oops. I've just never seen it. I, I wouldn't say I don't like it. Yeah. yeah like, it's so funny. It's so, it's, yeah. one, it's a Christmas carol. Yeah. Um, completely retold. Now, it is dated. It is very 80s. Mm. Um, but just while I, before you leave tonight, I might show you the first, like, 10 minutes of Scrooge. <laughs> right. Um, not the whole movie, but the first 10 minutes alone mm-hmm. is so, is so funny. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind, this, this is in a time, yeah, Simpsons was on by this time. Um, maybe. Or maybe it was the same time as Simpsons started. But um but certainly there were there was no South Park. There was nothing nothing nearly as sort of dark and cynical as this. Mm. Um and yet also it's still a touching it is a Christmas carol. It does start off right. dark and cynical and ends incredibly happy mm. and it hits all the same points. Um and yet is so Yes, just when 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 there's a lot of misunderstanding because the plot of the movie, of course, is is Bill Murray plays television executive Frank Cross, um, who is putting on a production, a live production, uh, starring Marilyn Retton as Tiny Tim, of of a Christmas Carol on his uh, television station, mm. and he is um, just the meanest, awful, most horrible CEO ever in the history of television, and. One night, uh, the night that Christmas Carol is going to be showing, his uh, his dead mentor shows up mm. and tells him he's going to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> um, and you know, when when he first shoots, it, like when the when the dead mentor shows up and and is like, like you know, telling him that, and suddenly just pulls out a pistol and goes bang, 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 blow, 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 <laughs> and and the dead mentor drinks the whiskey and it just does the classic <laughs> Looney Tunes thing <laughs> nice. coming out. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, or when, when the ghost of Christmas future comes up to him and he thinks it's the, he thinks it's the ghost of Christmas future from, uh, from the show. He doesn't yeah, realize yeah. the actual ghost and he gets up too close to him and he goes, Hey, back off, man. That might work with the chicks, but not with me, <laughs> you know, or when it's the other way around when he thinks it's the actual ghost of Christmas yeah, yeah. future and it is the one from the show. And he's like, um, Oh, I can't say because I swore yeah, no I wouldn't spoilers. curse. Oh, no, I said I wouldn't curse. Oh, but suffice to say, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it is. It is hilarious uh-huh. and in some ways very dark. Uh, in some ways very fun. Um, it's. It is. It hits every note for me. And so Scrooge. If you haven't seen it, maybe there's a generation that hasn't. Mm. Um, like I may have just told you things you didn't know yeah, yeah. about <laughs> it. Like that's what it is. It's. I mean, take. Peter Venkman from Ghostbusters and make him really like cynical and dark. Yeah. And make him Scrooge, but he's still Peter Venkman. Nice. Yeah. And then that's the movie. That's uh, th- that should be enough, right? Should, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have I'm to sold. say more than I'm that. Sold. So yeah, Scrooge. Do you want to uh combine our two action movies on our on our uh, uh this isn't an action movie. The one that you have left on your uh ballsy Christmas? I've two left on my I've no I haven't mentioned any of my three. I've mentioned no. Nope. Oh, oh, is that? Oh, yeah, from the ballsy are, Christmas. Are you on your top thinking. five? Or are you wanna you you wanna intersperse? Got, well, I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we could. I still have one left on my top four, and then I got my. All right, crazies. so 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 yeah, let's go to our. Um, we'll save our our two favorites. Yeah. Um, and we also made a list of uh sort of alternative uh Christmas movies. Right. Um. Now I I do want to say uh for me it's always been a tradition to watch Lord of the Rings. Uh, after Christmas for about a month, and that's because I would always get the Lord <laughs> of the Rings box set. And you know, if you don't have the extended version of Lord of the Rings box set, um, and you're a Lord of the Rings fan, might I suggest 
uh, if you're really like the kind of person who doesn't have time to sit all day and watch them, but you have like an hour and a half before you go to bed, like to just kick back and watch for a month. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, you can watch the movie, watch the movie with one commentary, watch the movie with another commentary, and then go to the other discs and have like <laughs> seven discs of, and it's probably why the Ninjas versus Vampires disc for a 90 minute movie <laughs> has four commentaries. <laughs> Cause we do, I think they're, I think they're like three, no, there are three commentaries on, uh, on vampires. Nice. Um, just cause I, I like the extra stuff. So yeah. So, so that was always a tradition for me, but there are some movies that, um, have some Christmas in them. Yeah. But um I mean just go ahead and hit your Yeah, yeah. This was on your top 5 list. Yeah, this, this was, was originally on, on my top 5 yeah. list and then we had the idea to separate them from like alternative. And actually my number 1 was also on my list. Yeah. So so go ahead. All right. Uh Die Hard. Die Hard. With Oh to Joy playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um go. What is the plot of Die Hard? <laughs> the plot of Die Hard is uh you got John McClane and he just flew in um to see his not quite separated wife. They've just they've had a parting of ways. She's moved to California with her kids for this job opportunity. He stayed in New York for his job as a cop. And we catch him when he's flying to California for the first time to see them for the holidays. And he meets up with his wife at her huge skyscraper office where they're having a Christmas party. And while they're there trying to make up and, you know, make amends, uh, Hans Gruber busts in with a crew of awesome, not really terrorists, more like robbers. Hans Gruber played by the guy who plays Snape, uh, yeah. Alan Rickman. Go mm-hmm. Yeah. And a brilliant performance by Alan. Rick- I think it was his first feature length film. Actually. I looked this up and, um, so what follows is uh, Hans Gruber and his crew um, kind of, uh, what's the word here? When you they, they hijack the hi- building. Yeah, hijack yeah. the building. Um, and the only one who's not in the room with them is John McClane. And they don't know he's there. And, and then, Yeah, and it's just a cat and mouse game. And then you also got Carl Winslow from uh, Family Matters helping him out outside. The uh, cop was on yeah, Family Matters. Yeah. <laughs> and, he always um, plays a cop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just a great flick. The awesome action and you know credible characters to yeah. match it. I think and and humor and humor. And humor. I would and 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 a vulnerable good guy. I mean, a guy, a, a good guy who gets hurt and damaged. Yeah, and, and ha- is forced to walk around barefoot, which actually is kind of like glass. a theme. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. it's everything you'd want in an action movie. Um, and it is you know the for a while they would say they, they tried to mimic this formula, which was take a hero and put, put them in a confined space yeah. and they have to, for whatever reason, stay in this confined space and crawl around in this confined space to beat bad guys. Right. And then they would, they called, started calling speed die hard on a bus but, yeah, I remember. Or, or, and then die hard stopped doing that. Yeah. Die yeah. Hard was like, and uh, I will say that people don't like die hard too. Um, I actually prefer Die Hard 1 and 2 over Die Hard 3 and 4. Really? I feel like Die Hard 3 and 4 are too expansive. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they they can go anywhere. They can go do anything. Yeah. Die Hard 3 and 4 are maybe better movies, especially Die Hard 3, yeah. um, and better action movies. But Die Hard, for me, is, is about confined being space. confined. Yeah. And by the time you get out to, to Die Hard 3, mm-hmm. it's outside a lot during the day. Yeah, like Die Hard is not outside for me. Not outside yeah. during the day, racing from one location to another. Yeah, the Die Hard—that's not what it's about. You know, it's, it's not a cop versus terrorist. That's never what yeah, Die Hard yeah. was for me. It was about a guy trapped in a spot. Yeah, um, that he he needs to keep going back into this spot. Yeah, to, yeah. And I enjoyed the claustrophobia of both the first two movies. Ooh, and he, when he's in that vent with a little zippo light yeah very confined that's what the name of the game you know yeah and 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 you know die hard 4 tries to do that a little bit at least right they have some stuff in an elevator shaft and stuff and they also have if you watch the widescreen edition me wait really yeah i'm 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 on screen for for just a second a little bit out of focus but i'm on i'm on screen with uh, my my sunglasses and my car is in a lot of shots in dc was uh, this... they shot it in baltimore it was a dc oh, scene right. but they shot yeah. it in baltimore wow um so there uh, so there <laughs> uh my top um uh of them this was the one that was going to be on my list was batman returns nice um the uh i'm so glad that batman and robin exists um <laughs> Because then Batman Returns stopped being the derided um, Batman movie. And 
because of Batman and Robin, Batman Forever is now seen as the first step in the progression of the toward Batman, yeah, Batman yeah. and Robin. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Batman Forever came out, people were like, well, this is better than, ba- or than Batman Returns. Returns. Really? I didn't and know. now in retrospect, Batman Returns seems much more artful and interesting. And yeah, yeah. And it's the only true Tim Burton Batman. I would say so because it's once he's. It seems th- like it's in a Tim. It's a Tim yeah, Burton exactly, movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like the first Batman, it's got Tim Burton elements to it, but it still seems like a Batman action movie. But it was also early on in Tim Burton's career, right? Maybe he hadn't. It was. Ca- it was immediately after Beetlejuice, though. So he oh, knew, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it, I think it's its third movie. I think it's Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Richard, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, and then this. Yeah. Um, but this is. Tim Burton, as you know him, everything's sort of in black and white. Yeah. There's a, it looks like it's in a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, like that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I love the score. I've listened to the score so much. Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, plays Catwoman. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically a Batman movie that takes place during Christmas. Yeah. Um, and you know the presence of the snow and and you know it it makes everything got, have this hue of black and white so even the penguin his skin is white and so is catwoman and catwoman's skin yeah, is like the very pale um and it it sort of creates this monochromatic world um and was in my opinion the most uh the best comic book ish adaptation of batman right on. it was like it what that was batman from the page yeah um put on the screen in the most authentic way. I think even to now, I think Batman, the new Batman series is what would happen if Batman existed in, in the real, real world. world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree um, with that. Yeah. I would say that this one was truly Batman on the page. Right. Interpreted for the, so uh, if you haven't seen it, revisit, it's incredibly dark. It's kind of sick. The, and there are lots of sick like moments to it, like just kind of demented humor. To right. It. Yeah. Um, the ending sucks. And that's the problem with the movie is that the, the movie gets ludicrous at the end with penguins with bombs and yeah. and doing a funeral and it's it's that visual of yeah. them taking him yeah. into the water it's it, oh it's uh, it's uh it's silly it it, it loses there's about 10 minutes of it that blows the whole rest of the awesomeness of the film right but there's so many other great things and reasons to watch i say batman returns uh i would say merry christmas alfred goodwill toward men and women mm. go on <laughs> Um, well, jumping from one uh, Danny DeVito vehicle, as Danny DeVito played the Penguin in that, I'm going to talk about a specific episode, or I guess super long episode of the show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, called A Very Sunny Christmas. And uh, this was, uh, I guess it's like an hour long, uh, 90 minute, no, not totally not 90 minute, but yeah, like hour long um, Christmas special with the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and it's recent too, which is odd on my list. I have no nostalgia connected to this. Um, but I just thought, have you, have you ever seen this Justin or seen the show? I've seen a couple episodes of the show. Right. Yeah. But not much. My wife really likes it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the show, the show is my issue with is, is it's so negative. So much of the humor is negative. I think it's really funny and really irreverent, but, um, it's just so much negativity and so much aggression. Uh, and the, Christmas movie is like that even more so because it was released on DVD and, you know, they drop a lot of F-bombs in it, which they don't do on the show and uh, get a lot more violent with it and just kind of up the ante. But um, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. I just wanted to add that to my list because it is a newer version that um, helps me get in the Christmas spirit in a strange way. What's next on your um, alternative well, list? Well, since I'm not going to, this isn't on my list, but I do want to say as a uh, giant fan of um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, franchise, yeah. I would say that there is one of the most beautiful episodes of Buffy is a Christmas episode they do where essentially um, it's a plot point at the end that, that I don't want to spoil. I, I I guess nobody's going to. I mean, if you've seen it, you've seen it. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if I'm spoiling anything, I'm spoiling one episode. Yeah. But not only does it introduce the bad guy for the entire final season of Buffy, um, even though it's way earlier in the show, yeah. like seasons earlier yeah, in the show, yeah, yeah. Um, it has a cameo from a from a character who'd been dead for two seasons, um, Jenny Callender. Uh, uh, oh, right, right. Um, yeah. um, uh, it deals with some dark themes, uh, but at the end... Um, isn't it the angel is going to be is, is going to burn because the sun is about sun, to come yeah. and and they recognize that he's that's about to happen and that for no reason it snows in Southern California yeah and and it's just sort of this wonderful Christmas miracle that happens and it's it's 
awesome. It's just yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so, they get to spend the day together, which they, as a couple, they never get to do. Yeah. So it's it's a really, yeah, a really sweet episode. So I suggest that. But um, my third one, um, and I don't have a particular one for this, but I would say that uh, if you've got the stomach for it, uh, the South Park, um, all of them. All of them. All um, the Christmas get the, songs. Get the CD. Get the South Park Christmas CD. The, yeah. the songs alone are, you'll, you'll probably go to the bad place uh, when you die just for having heard it. Um, and if you're wondering what Christmas time in hell is like, they actually have a song about it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, which came out, you know, when it starts going, there goes John F. Kennedy caroling with his son. You just go, no. Reunited for the holidays. God bless us, everyone. And you're like, no way. No. And and it just gets worse from there. Yeah. Um, I. Any, anywhere from Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, to yeah. to even the very, very first South Park was called The Spirit of Christmas, mm. which was a 10-minute short where basically Jesus has a Mortal Kombat fight against Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Um, so I would say that that if you have the stomach for it, the South Park uh, Christmas stuff is definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely worth taking a look at. What's yours? Um, this one we should not waste any time on. I'll just say it. Star Wars Christmas special. You know, you can find this on YouTube. Yeah. Um, or if you can't find it on YouTube, go on to, you know, if not that I suggest anyone use any torrent sites, but yeah. but um, it is so, so painful. Yeah. It is um, remark- remarkably difficult to watch. And I can watch some painful stuff, but it <laughs> is um, uh, singing. Carrie Fisher singing to in the we melody. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know the words. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, or, or, uh, or, or, oh no, I died. Okay, I'm back. Um, or Han Solo um, looking at uh, looking at Chewbacca. Going, You've always been special to me, pal. <laughs> Here, talk for a second. Okay, I'll try my best. Um, this video, yeah, seriously, look it up on YouTube. Well, t- talk talk about what it is and how it came out. What what has happened to right. it? Right. Okay. So this was a TV special um, that George Lucas uh, did, um, based off of his Star Wars characters, and it was so awful. And he realized how awful it was. He's been trying to hide it ever since and destroy every copy that comes about. And quite often, when he's asked about it in interviews, he'll deny that it exists, even though. You know, every every super Star Wars nerd has probably seen it or at least heard of it. Um, so it's just it's a really bizarre little black speck on um, what used to be a pretty stainless reputation on Lucas's part. But this is by far the darkest speck, even on his current reputation. Um, but yeah, check it out. Singing. There's a Boba Fett short. Um, <laughs> well, and, and what's the? Do you remember the plot of it? With the, do you remember the plot of it? Oh, the right. Yeah, yeah. The plot. The the plot is that uh, uh, Chewbacca has to get back to his uh, family on their home planet of Kashyyyk, I guess, and uh, to celebrate Life Day, which is um, Christmas for Wookies. Um, what's not good about that? So, I I, I don't recommend that you watch it, but. If you can't help but stare at a car wreck, oh boy. then I think I think you should go onto YouTube right now and uh, not that I'm doing that <laughs> and open up some uh, Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, I'm just trying to get to the song. Keep talking for one second because I really okay. Uh, I I don't know what else to say about the Star Wars a- Christmas special. No, I can't get to it. Darn it! Um, here, I'm going to pause real quick so I can just play the Life Day song. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Um, at the risk of George Lucas suing us, he uh, won't even admit it exists. I think we'll be okay. So, um, so uh, I just happened to tune into YouTube. I have no idea what this is, but um, just give it a just a, a bit of a listen. It's just worth it here. It is indeed true that at times like this, Otto and I wish that we were more than just mechanical beings, and we're really alive, so that we could share your feelings with Chewbacca. Chewbacca, we were so relieved. This holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom. Oh my gosh. No matter how different we appear. And she also kind of has that strung out Jedi look to her (laughs) wearing the Star Wars. Yeah. 
Oh, here it comes. This is the promise of the tree of life. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tree of life. Oh. Oh boy! No, listen to the background music as she's as she's singing. Oh no! They stopped. Whoa! Did someone cut it together or something? <laughs> oh wait, so they've they've now cut it together where where they blow up the planet. But, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. There, there, there you go. Yeah. Um. So, um. Yeah. Uh, so the Star Wars holiday special. What's the last on your your uh, um, alternative? I'll list? let you do. I'll do. Let you do the last on yours, and I'll finish with the last on mine. Oh, word, word. Oh, I, you're done with your uh, alternative list? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So the last of your real list, right? The very- a movie, a movie that I watched two days ago. Nice. I haven't watched it this season yet. I'm saving it for when my sister gets back in town. A Muppet Christmas Carol. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Muppet fan, and if you haven't seen the new Muppet movie, it's you really check good. It out. It's, it's really, really, really good. Really good. Um, but Muppet Christmas Carol, you know, was kind of, uh, the, I mean, the Muppets have been around since what, seventies. Yeah. Totally. Seventies. Yeah, yeah. And so Muppet Christmas Carol was like the, was the iteration of Muppets that was happening during my childhood. Yeah. It was, it was mid to late nineties. Yeah. And so that movie came out and it was, it was huge for me because, you know, I had seen, you know, Kermit has been on Sesame street and I watched Sesame street and I was familiar with the older Muppet movies and, and stuff. Muppet babies and Muppet babies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was on when I was a kid. They'll do the same for you. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol, you got a pretty, I mean, like, it's kind of a goofy thing because it's with puppets, but a pretty awesome performance by Michael Caine as Scrooge, don't you well, think? Well, and it's very subversive, and it's very it's it's funny and yeah. it's sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, you got all your favorite Muppet characters uh, playing characters from A Christmas Carol. Obviously, Kermit is Bob Cratchit, and it's, it's yeah, perf- it works perfectly both with the character Kermit and with the character of Bob Cratchit. Um, and it's you know I know Christmas Carol really really well I've done the play yeah, a number too. of times a number of times mm. at different for different, different like what things. role do you usually get um, I have been there isn't a usually um, oh, yeah. I have been young Scrooge um, I have been Jacob Marley twice wow. um, and I'm terrifying in that role um, <laughs> if I do and, say and then myself? and at Upstart Crow I was uh, Charles Dickens uh, one year so I think that is. Yeah, I know I've been Fezziwig, a thin, oh, nice. a thin, a thin, over-the-top Jim Carrey-ish Fezziwig. <laughs> yeah, um, Fozziwig. Fozziwig. Um, I only played uh, nephew. Oh yeah, uh, Dick. Yeah, is that his name? No, no, no. The nephew. No, sorry. Um, a Merry Christmas, Uncle. Um, yeah, him. That guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, clearly, we're not as big fan. No, I just remember <laughs> Dick Wilkins. Go, oh, Dick Wilkins. He was quite attached to me. Was Dick? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I so I not there's no reason to bleep that because that's just a line. <laughs> that's his name is Dickensian. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, just fun, subversive, uh, uh, good music, good performances all around, um, and yeah, yeah. I think that, that's all there is. to Yeah, say. find it. It's hard to find sometimes. I have it on DVD. Oh, this is actually a little interesting thing. Yeah. When I was a kid, I hated the little love song that uh, Scrooge sang with his uh, girlfriend when they broke up. I guess yeah. it's the opposite of a love song. Yeah. As like a young boy, I thought it was boring. I got the DVD two Christmases ago, and that song's cut out. It's gone. Not in the DVD. And I look at the runtime. The runtime's shorter on the DVD than it is on the VHS. They cut it. They just cut it out. It's and not in the movie anymore. Really interesting. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, for me, there's no question. I talked about it in the last episode. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Um, uh, and you know, you I could have put in any other version of a Christmas Carol because I, I between the two stories, I like a Christmas Carol better. Um, but. I I still feel that a Christmas Carol has not been done right mm. on the screen. It still has not yet captured the. If you want the best in my, you know, as much as I like Muppet Christmas Carol because it's funny. Yeah. If you want to capture a Christmas Carol, I'd say um, listen to the Patrick Stewart reading of a Christmas oh, Carol. I bet on, that'd be good. It's awesome, and you can get it uh, on iTunes. It's or on Audible. It's on audiobooks. It's great. It's good stuff. Um, but uh, it's a wonderful life. Frank Capra's. Uh, Overly sentimental and yet really dark. Yeah. Dark film. 
um, it centers around George Bailey, um, who uh, essentially grows up in a little town called Bedford Falls and dreams of leaving one day. And circumstance after circumstance after circumstance requires his attention. And it's never his problem. It's always somebody else has a problem. Yeah. And for whatever reason, usually his family, um, he ends up having to stay there while the rest of the world sort of gets to move on. And uh, and things start going badly for uh, for him um, and his business. And um, his life is f- plagued with these little problems um, that uh, sort of coalesces into one seeming disaster that's about to happen. But really, it's one of those things where he would have probably been charged with a crime and then acquitted um, of that crime because you couldn't really find any actual fault in what he did. Right. But, yeah. But one of those things, and we've all been there, you know, where you go, things are never going to get past this. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm look, I'm sure that there are people, you know, with robbery or people who, you know, you know, like watch kitty porn or, you know, these people, I'm sure there are people that they, they have that day where they're like, Oh no, everything is done. My whole life is done. And you hear about like, what's his name? Don LaPrey who, who sold the little tiny classified ads on TV was being charged with fraud and killed himself in his jail cell. Oh wow. Um, like people get to that point where they're yeah, like, yeah. like this is never going to get better. Right. And then you have the people, characters like, like, you know, Muhammad Ali who went to jail and, and, you know, um, or sorry, Malcolm X who went, went to jail and came out and decided to do something different to do yeah. something, you know, the people who improve themselves and when things are impossible, mm-hmm. um, this is a guy whose life was not that impossible. Just, he just got beaten down by little, little stuff. Yeah. Um, and he ended up, uh, ends up on a bridge wishing he was never born and, uh, and, um, wants to commit suicide. And, uh, and basically an angel shows up, um, to show him what life would have been like, how he, if he had never been born and he finds that he doesn't like what happened to the world without him. Yeah. Um, and then he essentially learns to appreciate his life. Um, uh, the thing about this film is that there's a sweet little bit in the beginning when he, you know, when he's, you know, there's sweet bits throughout the film, especially when he's courting the girl of his dreams. I'll throw a lasso up there and uh, pull it down for yeah. you. Uh, ask me for anything. Ask for the moon. I'll, I'll put a lasso around and throw it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, everybody does a terrible. Yeah, yours was closer than mine. I, I got. I gotta say. <laughs> I sound like a 1920s gangster. <laughs> Listen, hey, I'll throw a lasso up there and put it down for you, hey? Better than your French Schwarzenegger. <laughs> um, uh, so so um, the thing about this film is while it does have some some sweet stuff in it, um, it's really just a, a film where you watch this dude get tortured for two hours. Yeah. It's dark. It just it gets darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and darker where this guy is just messed with. Yeah. Messed with it. It's hard not to curse. <laughs> on mic oh, he's messed with and he's messed with until wow stop buzzing stop it wants me to curse it wants me I'm gonna curse uh, really is the ghost of Christmas past <laughs> um, every time a bell rings an angel gets shot in the face <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah it, it's just this this character study this guy whose life starts sucking a lot and and by the end, it, I was saying in the last podcast, we were talking about Star Wars of all things, but I was saying that that it is a it's a film that never feels like it's on a set. It always feels like it's shot in real locations. Yeah, yeah. It always feels like um, the characters seem relatively real. Their their dialect seems dated, but you 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 the the performance is is raw. And if you look at some of the other performances in the film with like like um like Clarence the angel his performance is very effective you know yeah. he has it. oh no you know, but 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 Jimmy Stewart just lets it all hang out yeah. he just really you know he becomes an unlikable character in the film he goes from being very likable to yeah, yeah. to he's yeah, like screaming true. at his wife he's yelling at the wife's teacher on the phone yeah. he's just a jerk and 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 it makes his redemption so much sweeter mm-hmm. um you know, Merry Christmas, Ruby House. You know, <laughs> Merry Christmas, old building alone. Merry Christmas to you, George Bailey, in jail. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, uh, I think that it is just, um, it's a startlingly good movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it holds up. There, people don't like it. People think it's long. It is. People think it can, it can get boring. And yeah, maybe it can. I don't think I could sit down, turn off the lights, and watch it. It's one of those movies that. 
when I'm wrapping presents, I want to have on in the background. Yeah. But I, I get half as much done because I get engrossed and then it slows down. I can wrap a couple presents yeah, and then yeah. I get engrossed. Um, but that's what a good Christmas movie should be, man. When like there are lots of movies that I've seen recently, like I just saw Arthur Christmas and it was fine. It was really good. Um, you know, uh, there there are lots of movies that can really engross you, but but a good Christmas movie needs to function both as a movie that you're watching and as a background film. Yeah, it needs to carry with it a certain amount of 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 nostalgia. Um, but offer you something different than the other films on the list. And I think the nice thing about this list is Muppet Christmas Carol to South Park to Die Hard to Scrooge to to Charlie Brown, you know, to Star Wars Christmas. You know, they they all offer you a different experience. And yet none of them are something that maybe you want to always, except for maybe Scrooge um, <laughs> or Batman Returns or Die Hard. Uh, but those are sort of off ones. Yeah, you know, they, yeah, yeah. They, they're all sort of they, they're they're like a comfortable chair um and it's it's helps to get in the season yeah um i'm excited i you you notice when you came into my house especially my middle floor is yeah it decked looks, out it looks like a, a toy box yeah like there's, there's just, i we deliberately made it so that you can't turn your head anywhere you're facing you're always catching two or three decorations in your preparation yeah i love yeah. it It looks great um but not down here down here is just a bunch of amazon boxes um <laughs> So that's it, man. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, uh, listen, um, we have presents for you. Um, we have we have hours, hours and hours, hundreds of hours of free entertainment at endlightpodcast.com. Uh, this is my suggestion. If you happen to be listening to this one, um, and hopefully some people are, uh, you got presents to wrap, man. You got You can't always watch TV. Um, you got places you got to drive. You got to go to the mall. You're going to be walking around the mall. You're going to be doing a lot of stuff where your hands need to be working, but your mind doesn't necessarily need to check in. And you might want something to take, you know, to, you know, as you're cleaning up the house, getting ready for company, you might want something to occupy your time. Might I suggest that you go to iTunes and just search the letters EPN mm. and you'll see Trek off. Uh, trek off, pop off. You'll see the old Suckcast episodes. The hot mess is going to be coming back. I keep being told that. Um, uh, Ninjas versus you. Um, just hours and hours and hours of free entertainment, especially our our two flagship uh, shows right now, our Trek off and pop off. Um, we are in the middle of talking about all the Star Wars movies. Uh, yeah, check those out. Um, um, just free. Free mm-hmm. fun stuff for you to watch, for you to listen to as you do your holiday stuff. Please uh, go on uh, the Enlight Podcast uh, Facebook page and let us know that you like us. I've got another small plug real quick, yeah. and this is different than something I usually plug. You, are you talking? You're not talking about kidneybeansmovie.com, are you? That's one which thing is I would movie, like to plug. Which is incredible. What, what else would you like to plug? Um, just another thing for the Christmas spirit. Uh, one of my uh, co-producers on Kidney Beans. Uh-huh. Um, has a website called sspfilms.com. Yeah. Go to this place. You'll see a lot of comedic shorts. Last year, they did the 12 shorts of Christmas. That's 12 Christmas-themed comedic shorts on sspfilms.com. Really easy to find. So check those out. I wrote one of them, so enjoy. Yeah, okay. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. More free entertainment and Christmassy yep. entertainment. So go do that now. Say that again. Where, where can they go? sspfilms.com. S as in Sam. SSP. Excellent. Like uh, Something Strange Productions. Excellent. Go there and check that out. Um, for Pop-Off, my name is Justin. And my name is RJ. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Life Day. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Pop-Off. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and also go to endlightpodcast.com and listen to all of our free, funny podcasts. That's at endlightpodcast.com.